1: Let's dig into these shifting attitudes on immigration because we've had a whole bunch of polls of late. So it's not just one blip. This is now shaping a narrative, shifting attitudes. And the latest um, in the polls comes to us from abacus data. And it shows that two-thirds of Canadians, 67%, are opposed to current immigration levels because we can't find housing and cost of living issues. And all sorts of other issues that uh, are making people say, well, hold on a second. We can't let this many people in this quickly. And when you look back to some polling that was done in July of people who oppose or say they oppose the country's current immigration levels, these numbers today, 67%, have gone up six points. That's not a small amount. So people are increasingly getting more and more concerned about this. And the Trudeau government did set levels up from 250 a year to 500, but again... If people can't get doctors, if they can't find housing, if it makes it harder for everybody, Canadians are saying, look, it's too much. And this goes across all political stripes. Yes, conservatives hold the strongest feelings about it. But you look at the NDP, 63% of NDP voters, 61% of liberal voters are all saying these levels are, are too high. So we're heading into an election at some point. And if there's a leader in the bunch, there is a conversation to be had. Will they have that? Let us talk to Dr. Eddie Shepard. He is vice president over at Abacus Data. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This used to be a taboo, not even too long ago, a taboo topic. Even questioning immigration would get you kind of, hey, don't be intolerant, don't be racist. But this is a conversation Canadians are having, and it's uh, quite a story. What was the thing that surprised you maybe the most about these numbers?
0: I think it's really a shift we've seen in the last year. If you look back to, to data from last year, you know, seven in 10 Canadians supported the targets that were set for the immigration targets. So and that wasn't that long ago. Um, but when you think all that's happened in the past year with the inflation, the housing crisis, the access to health care, all these different elements now are, are really changing the conversation when it comes to the immigration targets. And Canadians now are shifting their attitudes and it's creating a bit of friction in that people are now concerned about the things that matter to them, like housing and health care and, and cost of living, it's negatively impacting that in their minds. So we're really seeing that shift.
1: Yeah. And the issue of, like, let's say asylum seekers will get often conflated with immigration, but they are part of the factor. And we have a lot of people coming in. Does that factor into how Canadians are seeing this?
0: I think that that drives the narrative in the minds of Canadians in terms of kind of those more extreme stories. So so people kind of associate that as one and of the same um and so kind of in their mind it's all wrapped together in terms of just an increase in a number of new individuals regardless of whether it's asylum seekers or the immigration piece and i think it's just that that influx of new canadians people aren't really understanding how all of these new individuals are helping the current issues caused by a lack of access so there's kind of a uh, an imbalance in their minds
1: Yeah, no question about it. You know, I saw some polling on Monday. National Post did a deep dive on immigration issues uh, with um, Leger. And um, it was interesting because they found that a majority of Canadians, both white and non-white, no longer look at diversity as our strength. And they, they want, you know, people coming in to leave cultural grievances behind. They want those who support terror groups like Hamas to be deported. So, of course, they were using the backdrop of the situation we see now. But we've had now enough polling to see that Canadians really are starting to look at the country and they want to make sure it's done right. It's not that people, I don't think, don't want immigrants, but they do want to come in with values of this country and, you know, the ability to come in and not make life more difficult for everybody, including themselves.
0: Absolutely. And I think it, the, the the end point here is that we need immigration in terms of uh you know, continue to grow the economy, to fill the labor shortage, to build the homes that we need to build. We need this increase of individuals for Canada to succeed. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes down to the embodiment of kind of the, the typical Canadian values and the mindset and the mentality, um, I think that's kind of being overridden right now in the minds of many Canadians, just due to the fact that they're just seeing in their minds, the negative impact that this is having in terms of their just ability to live a healthy lifestyle. Um, so what we're seeing really is it's, no political party yet has taken a stance on this. They're all quite supportive of the targets that are set. But I think as we come closer to the election, this can be a topic that really starts to take shape. And if it's a close race, this can be something that the, the political leaders may latch onto and use as their their platform.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a, f- a few factors at play. I mean, this would have been a wedge issue once upon a time if, if let's say, Pierre Palliev questioned it. Uh, But it is a bona fide uh, question because the Trudeau government has said we're not going to ease off on levels. So we're going to be bringing in 500,000. You know, there could be a really interesting conversation to be had. But the other the risk is that you ruin immigration. That has been a very uh, positive thing for this country. If they don't fix it and if they don't address it, any of these leaders, then there is a big concern that people just become resentful of it. And that would include other immigrants.
0: Yeah, and there there has been data coming out recently that that is showing that some new new Canadians are somewhat uh, they're not satisfied with with their decision to come necessarily. So I think that the tension that's being created, and the kind of divisive nature in communities, is going to kind of negatively impact the the new Canadians in a way that they don't feel accepted and welcomed, and they're they're feeling as though they are to blame for the issues. So I think right now it's creating a great deal of contention among. Um, Canadians and and new Canadians in that sense. And I think on the political lines, uh, you know, it it, it can be an issue in which they use that as a reason for the housing crisis and for inflation and for all these different issues um, as they move closer to the election as that one element that really sets them apart and kind of tries to drive the campaign in a different direction.
1: But we have seen now, um, Eddie, a number of polls. And so this is not a snapshot. This is a conversation. This is a trend. Um, And it could get worse. Look, housing's not going to be built. For years, so we can get all the great headlines that we want of what everyone's doing. But the bottom line is, we're not getting more shelter space tomorrow in a lot of places that uh, don't have enough, and we're not going to get this housing built anytime soon. So, where do you see this conversation going? Because if you have jumped up six points from July on this kind of polling, what does it look like in another six months?
0: Yeah, as you said, I, there's no immediate uh, solution to the, the current issues that we're facing. So in the next five to six months, you know, as you noted, we won't have the homes built to supply uh, Canadians with the housing that they need. The healthcare system won't immediately be solved in terms of providing access. So the challenge here is that the things that Canadians are seeing right now, it's being challenges in their day-to-day lives are not going to go away in the next four to five to six months. So with that, at the same time with immigration numbers still increasing, that perception of that impacting our current quality of life, it's likely going to keep rising. And we will likely see a a shift in the attitudinal side of things in terms of this having a more negative impact on Canada than what it's intended to. But the reality is that when you look at the skilled trades and building houses, we need new Canadians to help drive the skilled trades and to help build the homes that we need. So there is a bit of a conversation there as well that I think is being somewhat overlooked in the general public. That, that really these numbers can have a positive impact. But when you, when you isolate it in a vacuum to yourself, it's much harder to see beyond that.
1: Yeah. The other conversation that we don't have is that, you know, there has been reporting that, you know, Canadians are having less babies because cost of living factors in. It's expensive to have three, four babies. Um, so people maybe have one or put it off altogether. Maybe if there was an affordability um, attached to this, making cost of living an issue, people here would have more babies and we wouldn't have to rely on immigration as much.
0: And we did see that recently in in a survey that we did where young Canadians and those who intended to have children at one point in time now are either delaying that or or putting off entirely because as you said the cost of living is far too high so there is that that challenge where we we need our population to grow because we have a very our population is exceptionally aging um, at a a high level so we need to increase the population and the the way in which we do that is through immigration Um, but I do think there are challenges around um, current Canadians having children and, and kind of growing the population in that sense. Um, but that also is a longer term solution as well um, to fix the current situation. You know, immigration is needed to really help fuel the economy um, and make up the aging population that we're experiencing.
1: Yeah. Well, it's very, very interesting, certainly. And um, I'm glad you were able to fill in some of the blanks on this. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you very much. This has been great.
1: There you go. That's uh, Dr. Eddie Shepard. He is vice president over at Abacus Data. So here we go. Canadians are talking about immigration. This is not a snapshot. We've got 67% of Canadians who feel we're letting too many people into this country because, you know, and we can't put do anything. We can't get them doctors. We can't get them housing. And then we can't get housing ourselves. It puts a strain on the whole system. Trudeau government has said, no, we are not decreasing immigration levels. But clearly this is something Canadians are talking about. And on the flip side, we've got other polling saying, look, Canadians, given all the nonsense and the hate that we are seeing through the streets of this country don't really necessarily view diversity as a strength. And so who's going to take leadership on this? Is Trudeau going to address this? Because this would have been a big wedge issue once upon a time. You'd either, if, if a conservative brought this up, the concerns about immigration, they'd be called racists. Well, you only need to look at the numbers of this poll, and it is across party lines. It is not a small number. And Canadians are concerned. And I think if you want to screw up what was a very good immigration system once upon a time, ignoring this issue will do that.